What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 96.2, and we are continuing our playthrough of God of War. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, I know I, we took a, a week off, um, <laughs> and uh, and in that week, I put three hours in this game. I uh, have continued to work 68 hours a week, and um, uh, yeah, just uh, I work way too much, and then on top of that, a lot of my game time was spent playing for review Marvel Avengers, so... Still trying to work on that, and I decided to sit down today and put about two hours into God of War, uh, which I did, and luckily I made it far enough to where we can read Chad's email. So, let's talk about what I did <laughs> up to where I stopped, which was, I, I think we left off, we were uh, inside the mountain, and uh, as we were climbing this mountain, uh, we mentioned that the... the um, the Juttons, the the giants, were uh, inhabiting this mountain at one time. Uh, this mountain feels almost like a mini puzzle because there's multiple puzzles that you have to like go through, um, or I should say, mini dungeon. Because uh, there's puzzles you have to go through. There's a, there's at least one semi boss fight, like a mini boss. Yeah, I'm curious on this whole play session, because if you put about five hours into it or so since the last recording, uh, there was a lot more just, like, progression in the last recording. But I think in, in this session, between the boss fights and the story beats, I think a lot more happened in this five, I think, than the, than the previous five. Yeah, you, you're definitely right there, because there's a couple of things that's revealed. Uh, we made a new character. Um, so... Uh, the first thing we do, so once we're climbing this 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 mountain from the inside, uh, we eventually make it to this elevator. Uh, this elevator um, is slowly rising up, and it takes forever, and eventually gets stopped <laughs> a couple of times by some enemies. But it eventually gets majorly stopped by what our next boss fight is going to be, which is this giant dragon. Um, that was my my question to you right before we recorded last time. How many dragons have you seen? That's true, because <laughs> now I've seen two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So this dragon uh is obviously not happy with us. Um, and we eventually make it to a, the boss fight itself. So this dragon has the ability to breathe lightning breath. I guess would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. And yeah. um uh it has cornered Sindri, uh one of the dwarves that has been upgrading our axe. And um it originally Kratos is like I don't want to have anything to do with it. He's not part of us. Don't worry about it. Let's go. And uh Atreus is like no, we're going to help him. So Kratos agrees, all right, let's do this then. And you split with Atreus. Uh, Atreus goes... Yes, something that they've disagreed about a lot on this journey so far. Yeah, helping but, but other people. people. 
And so uh, we aggro the uh, the dragon and have ourselves a nice big boss fight. Um, didn't find this too hard. I never died. Um, yeah, agreed. I, I, I have to give it to the game. They do a pretty good job of not throwing it in your face. This is what you need to do. But just voice cues and stuff like that of like, hey, look up here. Or why don't you try throwing this at the guy or something like that. Yeah, they also do a good job, I think, in a lot of these, both in the boss fights and in the group fights, of seeding you with the green crystals, like your little health potions, uh, to the point where in the harder ones, like, I'm actually actively seeking them out, and in the easier ones, you know, you just kind of, they're just kind of there, and I acquire them to maintain a higher level of health. But I, I don't die very often in these big fights, but I do find myself wondering if I'm going to die, right? It's not like I'm not getting hit, but, you know, so t- to me, it's a it's a reasonable balance. I mean, this one less so. I mean, it's a little easier to avoid because you're not being surrounded by a group of people, but, uh, you know, just in general, I think a lot of the encounters have a a, a good level of difficulty. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's definitely easier to handle one single enemy in this game than it is to be surrounded by guys. Yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, the boss fight, um, relatively easy. Um, I, I I was able to take him. He has two phases to the fight, um, and you know it's it's one of those things of like so. This is where we get our next little power. Um, uh, the lightning, uh, from the dragon reacts to this root. That explodes. So if you throw these exploding the roots, red, red crystals, right? Yeah, the red crystals. If you throw these at him, it does some pretty major damage, especially whenever he's charging up a lightning attack. Um, so uh, I was able to beat it and Sindri, uh, th- thanking us for saving him, decides to do a couple of things. First thing he does is take. Uh, the tooth from the dead dragon, and he's able to um, infuse the lightning into Atreus's bow. So now we have lightning arrows. And he also gives Atreus some special arrows that I guess does poison damage. They're green. Yeah, the green ones. And uh, he's like, these things are great. Uh, they can... um. They'll stop stuff like right in their tracks, kind of thing. And so we move on. Uh, from there, we climb a little bit more, uh, and uh, we have made it to the top of the mountain, which was what we wanted to do in the first place. That was that was the whole point of this game was to make it to the top of this mountain and spread the ashes of Fey. Shorter game than I thought it was going to be. No kidding. So. Uh, uh, as we're climbing the very tip top of the mountain, we hear a very familiar voice. Sounds like the stranger that we ran into. Uh, but he's not alone. He's talking to somebody else, and there's two other people standing there with him. Uh, seem to be almost like relatives of the stranger. Uh, and basically, it's... It's confirmed that the stranger that we fought with all the tattoos 
was Balder. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming, I could be wrong, I'm assuming that the other two guys standing there is, one of them is probably Thor, and another god, I don't, I, I don't know, I didn't, didn't catch the other guy's name. Uh, but the weird thing is, they're standing there talking to what looks like a tree. So after they leave, which I should say that they are talking about Kratos, saying yep. that uh, uh, they're looking for this guy, he's traveling with a child, and we want to know where he is. Tree says, doesn't know, and they walk away. Um, after and we conveniently wait, wait till that time to head up onto the little plateau. Yep. And, and it does, you know, it feels a bit magical as a little oasis, right? There's grass and there's a tree growing. And despite the fact that it's clearly like the dead of winter, 20 feet away, right. five feet away. In fact, you kind of cross over into a little barrier. It looks like you, there, there's like a little part where he's climbing over the cliff. And it's like he crosses into like a magical barrier that's like protecting this little area from the cold. Yeah. So, um, Kratos then approaches the tree and we notice that there is a man that's almost been infused with the tree. And, uh, his name is, um, Mirmi, Mimi, Mirmi, Mamir, Mamir, excuse me. I think it's M-I-M-I-R. M-I-M-I-R, Mamir. Um, and, uh, this guy so far is pretty great. Um, there's a lot of games that typically have a sidekick who is usually a disembodied head. (laughs) (laughs) I can name a couple off the top of my head, two of which come from Suda 51. Uh, the first one being shadows of the damned and the other one being lollipop chainsaw and legit Kratos carries around this guy like a lollipop chainsaw. If anybody's strapped ever, to the belt, strapped to the belt and dangling from the belt. Um, so, uh, Mimir basically says that he's been cursed by Odin and he's been sitting there for, I think he said 109 winters. Uh, he said he's basically being tortured there. Did he make a Prometheus reference? I don't know. About, you know, about just being continually like tortured and, and renewed. Maybe I just maybe I just imagine that. Possibly, I can, I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, we're basically saying, look, we're here to spread the ashes on the top as part of the mountain that was that was phase final wish. And he's like, well, I hate to break it to you, but uh, <laughs> this isn't the highest point in the in this realm he's like well where is it and it's in Jotunheim Jotunheim yeah Jotunheim Jotunheim which is the the one realm we can't go to because it was cut off and great so how are we supposed to get there He's like, well, I know how to get there. We'll have to ask the world serpent. But um, I can't go anywhere. I'm fused to this tree. So you're going to need to cut off my head. 
And he's like, but won't that kill you? Yeah, but you can take me to the witch and she can resurrect me. And they're like, okay. Um, so uh, we chop off this guy's head that is now connected to a tree. And uh, he's dead. Uh, so we then have to travel back to the Witch of the Wilds. Or the Witch of the Woods. <laughs> uh, and uh, in doing so... I, I'm trying to think. We, we uh, There was... There's no way. Yeah, there's not a ton more here no. in between these parts, right? No. It's just uh I think there's a couple of parts once you get into the right, you just have to get back to the boat and then you have to go under the the statue, Thor statue. Yep. Which as much as I appreciate having a map, the first time I had to go back to the witch, I was like, I see it on the map, it doesn't give me the slightest clue on how to actually get there. Yeah. I thought like I I was trying to find some place to beach my boat and then climb back there. I'm like, oh right, I have to go through the waterway to get underground and then take the elevator up. Yep. Which this is the first time. It's not the last because I, I I've seen it too. They noticed that the water has been lowered. Yep, for a second time. For the second time, and they're like, okay, well things have changed. We can now explore more. And I was like, oh boy. But uh, there'll be time for that in a little while. Um, so we make it back to uh, the Witch of the Woods. She's there. Everybody's happy. Yay, you survived. I'm glad you're okay. And uh, we bring the head to which she's like, where did you get this? <laughs> <laughs> and like, we went up on the top of the mountain and this guy told us to chop off his head and bring it to you. And she's like, you don't get it. That guy was up there for a reason. Odin put him up there. Now you've got him looking for you. And he's like, well, let's go ahead and just uh, bring this guy back to life so we'll be on our merry way. She's <laughs> like, okay. So she she does a little spell, brings the head back to life, and, well, uh, Mimir recognizes her and says, oh, Freya. I didn't know you were the witch of the woods. <laughs> to which she was, she's very upset. And Kratos is too. Because when he says Freya, Atreus is like, oh, you're one of the gods. And Kratos is like, you didn't want to tell us about this before? And, she's and like, she says, that's rich coming from you. Yeah, you're one to talk. And uh, Kratos doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He leaves. Like, all right, we're leaving. Slams the door, and we leave. Yeah, I don't want to say inbred at this point, but I, I feel like there's a lot more. I, maybe it's just obvious that you know it's going to open up a bit more, and I think we're going to find some some mysteries answered as far as you know. She, I, you know, I think she's in deeper. She's either. You know, somebody's sister or somebody's mother or, you know, really knew Atreus's mother and, you know, and Kratos beforehand. So I think there's, you know, the fact that we're back here now to me means that she's definitely more invested in the story than even I thought she was before. I don't know how yet, but she must be. Well, let's see here. I'm just typing in Freya into Google just to see 
as far as the actual lore as the actual lore freya is the goddess of love in norse mythology but she is also associated with sex lust beauty sorcery fertility gold war and death the name freya means lady and can also be spelled a whole bunch of different ways yeah so maybe she's i don't know i think everybody's hiding out in these mystical woods freya is not an aesir although she lives in the asgard together with her husband odor she is called some yeah odor uh yeah, she's not an aesir she's a vanir yeah i believe she belongs to the vanir an old branch yep. of gods that reside in the realm of vanaheim which i think are just i think what i read is that they're the same as the aesir they just choose not to be like aggressive gotcha Okay. She's a very important goddess in Norse mythology, probably more than people realize she is, according to Sorni, the highest of an Asinger. And the one could, and one could argue that her status is almost on par with Odin. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah. There's definitely more to her than meets the eye. But Kratos doesn't want to have anything to do with her. I guess he's assuming any god in this realm is bad. So um, we then ask uh, Mimir, uh, where do we go now? And he's like, all right, I need to go talk to the world serpent. He's, uh, and I, so when we, there's a couple of times here, uh, Traveling back to the world serpent, we start seeing some new paths open up because the water level is lowered. Yep. Um, and there is a, a great place. So I started exploring a little bit and I ran into a place that I can't do anything at right now. It's called the Council of the Valkyries. Uh, oh, well, can we start on these Valkyries? I've already met a few of them. They are a pain in the backside oh good well i went to the council of the valkyries and it was completely like abandoned and i couldn't do anything here yet and i figured i just had to come back but there's an awesome line so as we all know kratos loves to be very straightforward with his speaking and he calls his son atreus boy he now calls Mimir head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, when you walk into this council of Valkyries, which is like um, a circle of thrones, and it's completely empty, and uh, Mimir's talking out loud, basically saying, oh, I know what this is. This is the council of Valkyries. This was a very important place. I don't see why it's abandoned right now. It's, it's like that kind of thing. And Kratos just says, stop being coy head. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that's perfect. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I did a little bit of exploring here. Not much, just a couple of things. Um, eventually I went back to, to the, uh, the bridge where we then talked to the, the world serpent um, we finally go up to the top of the bridge that we've never used before. And, um, 
Mimir speaks in the same language as the World Serpent. The World Serpent agrees to help us. So he actually positions the bridge to where it will need to be for us to go to Jutenheim. And um, he informs Kratos that uh, our next thing that we need to do, we need to get this magic chisel that was um, forged by a giant, one of the largest giants out there. And this will he, allow he us... He has a big one. He has a big one? He has a big one. Oh, well, I haven't ran into him yet. But... Um, so we're we're now on our way to uh, another part of the Lake of the Nine, another branching path that will lead us to get this magical chisel that's needed to, I guess, open the bridge to Jotunheim. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Uh, I traveled through there, um, and once I made it to shore on this like little icy area. I stopped. There is one other thing I did. I did a side quest with one of the ghosts on this area. And the ghost was wanting us to get the remains of his dead wife. So I went around the Lake of the Nine and picked up the dead the dead woman's body parts. Brought them back to him. Uh, because he promised that uh, his wife has the ability to... Um, allow people to communicate with their loved ones even after they've passed. And of course, Atreus is like, let's do it. And we bring the bones back, and it was a trick. You're going to see your mother, because you're going to go meet her, and then we get attacked. <laughs> Little and, devil's bargain. Yep. And so, uh, after beating that, it was a boss fight. Like, cause it was like a named boss with like a long, like, um, health bar. Uh, beat it. And of course, you know, Trace is like, you go ahead and say, I told you so. And then Kratos is like, I told you so. <laughs> and he's like, see, you acted so foolish, boy. And he's like, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. So I'm on my way to go get the magical chisel from this giant. I get the feeling this giant's probably dead and we're just looking for his chisel. I could be wrong though. Unfortunately, yeah, I, will, we're, I will say nothing. We're we're only 22 minutes into this podcast and I'm I'm done to where I I stopped. I, I I do apologize. I know I we we can't take two weeks off because that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> but um, I work has been insane. Like I I worked twelve hours on Labor Day and got home at seven o'clock. I was literally at work from sun up to sundown. I got home at seven o'clock. Stayed up for about an hour and then went to bed and slept for nine hours and then got up and went back to work. Did they do anything for you at all on Labor Day? No nods or, you know, no free, I don't know, free lunch or something? No. I got the, 
I got the ability, I got the pleasure of working, of laboring <laughs> on Labor Day for 12 hours when I normally work eight hours on Mondays. Yeah, I don't know how you even got through, say, five hours of the game then. that, that That's tough with that schedule. Yeah, I, I, I put in more time into it last weekend. Unfortunately, that the day I put in that time into this game was also the day Ken sent me an email saying, hey, do you want to review Avengers? <laughs> and I said, yeah, sure. And then I started playing Avengers. <laughs> so, yeah. Work and then review stuff, unfortunately, took present this week. But I will make sure to play more next week for God of War. I'm going to try and get this done in about two more recordings. I'm hoping I'll be able to. Um, but we shall see. Uh, in the meantime, we do have an email. It's an email that came from Chad two weeks ago. And I wanted to hold off because it was talking about stuff I hadn't seen yet. But now we have. So let's talk about it. So says here howdy guys i assuming i'm assuming you stopped at the point where the world serpent helps push the bridge in the right direction and you were told to find a chisel yeah that's true uh mm-hmm. this would be right after you met mimir and returned to the witch of the woods here's round two of questions thus far oh nice there is a boss battle at the end of alfheim let's just call him the elf king and he says sure. something uh, says something right before he dies. Atreus translates it to, you have made a grave mistake. Was he talking to Kratos? If so, what does he mean? Uh, yeah, I, I think we all alluded to that last recording. We're pretty sure we screwed up here somehow. Uh, something, something big time has happened. And I Do think- you think it's going to be something more specific than just upsetting the balance? Because that's an easy, like, oh, you weren't supposed to interfere, therefore anything you do is wrong. That's a shitty, you know, situation to be in. But it could just be that. I I would guess with the, you know, with the mythologies and the way they're weaving together the past and the present, I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be something specific. It could very well be. Uh, There's one other thing I forgot to mention. Uh, Whenever we went to the uh, Witch of the Woods Freya, uh, she sees those green arrows that were given to us and immediately gets upset and says, you need to destroy those right now. They are very dangerous. And if you see any more out there in the world, you need to destroy them. Like she got like seriously upset. Was it also at that encounter when she basically said, you know, they're looking for you, they're looking for us or they're, you know, we need to, I think with Mimir, right? It had to do more with Mimir than with the arrows or anything else that's happening. But just that you, you know, you've drawn attention to yourself. Yeah, yes, definitely. Because she knew who that guy was, and she was like, "Yeah, he was up there on that mountain for a reason. Odin put him there." And when Odin finds out he's not there, he's gonna come looking for you. So, yeah, she definitely was not happy about that. All right, so number two. Here's a biggie. 
Well, both Kratos and Atreus. No oh, as far as like what? What it what what it is that we've done that was wrong? I think uh, releasing what the, the Elf King was releasing the light. So they were covering up the light. I think releasing the light could have possibly had done something wrong. Hmm. That light but could be powering up Odin or something. Yeah, it could be kind of a, a source of elemental energy. It could be... Yeah, again, I, I don't... Maybe just uh, weakening the Alfheim. Trying to keep the realms in a, in a state of weakness for some reason. Possibly. Not entirely sure. What did Freya say when we when we reached Alfheim? She said something about the light being weaker than it should have been. D- did she give any indication of what the light was for? Other than that, it just you know, it's how he was going to refilm or re you know it powered the uh, bridge, repower the the Bifrost. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, she she did mention that you just stand in the light, but she said remember not to do something, and then she got pulled away. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was don't give in to the memories. Could be. Could be. Maybe maybe weakening the light prevents people from using the bridge, helping to block travel between the realms. Maybe there's somebody trapped in Jotunheim that, that they don't want let out. really don't <laughs> want to let out. <laughs> yeah. I think that may be the case. Yep, that would be a good one. Yep. And now that we're desperately trying to get in Jotunheim, we're going to let it out. <laughs> yep, we've now powered it up, so we've got we got Bifrost power. So uh, here's number two. Here's the biggie. Will both Kratos and Atreus survive this tale? If not, uh, do one or both die-ish? Well, It would be weird to me if Atreus died. It would it would definitely be weird if Atreus died. Here's my thing. Kratos has already died a few times here, guys. Yeah. All right. He yeah, died. I was about to say, does it matter if anyone dies? It's just a minor setback. Yeah. It's but a flesh wound. I mean, Kratos died in the very first God of War and climbed his way out of Hades and came back. Then he died at the end of God of War 3 and at the very la- at the end after the credits it shows his body not laying there anymore and i'm just, and i don't know what happened after that cuz i didn't play ascension so whatever but um so so you definitely don't think anybody's going to die permanently i don't think anybody's going to die permanently i'm sure kratos will more than likely probably sacrifice himself and i say that in air quotes sacrifice himself for Atreus and if there is a God of War sequel you probably you probably play as Atreus but trying to bring Kratos back and and you bring (laughs) Kratos back or or halfway through the game it's revealed that Kratos is still here and you know it's 
it's a big reveal. You know, you, you walk into this dark area and then you just hear boy. And it's like, Oh, it's a big, Kratos is alive. And you know, I never would have guessed you can see it coming a mile away. They do it all the time, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it just can't be Atreus that dies permanently because the whole, like, I mean, not the only thing this game rests on because it, you know, it's got a lot going for it, but such a big piece of this game is Kratos, like, giving more of himself away, right? Learning to help other people is the right thing you should do. You know, Atreus is someone you need to form a bond with, and he's the future, and, you know, you're trying to train him up. To then have Atreus die, like, to save Kratos would be... uh, I mean, I guess that might break him, which would be an interesting setback, but... The idea that he would finally come around to Atreus and then have Atreus die would be a heartbreaker for sure. I, I don't I don't think they would go that dark at the end, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It would also put the, the series even more focused back on Kratos. Like, <laughs> this whole thing about his wife and his child were just there to give him another plot point. That would be a weird narrative choice. Right. Uh, number three, why did Odin imprison Mimir in the tree? And was it a good idea for Kratos to release him or at least part of him? Good for Kratos? Yes. Good for the realms? Uh, that's the question, right? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, so I got a theory. We got, we got these wild theories, right? How about this? How about this? What if... Ooh. Okay. All right. So, I, I, you know, I have these wild theories. <laughs> I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking about it right now, and, it, and it, 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 it's working in my mind. So, as I said before, when Kratos and Atreus go to the top of the mountain after... They're speaking with Balder and the other, what I'm assuming are gods. And we start talking to Mimir. When he crossed over, it was like a, it was like some kind of a barrier. I distinctly remember it. It was like he crossed into like a, a magical barrier and it's not, you know, it's, it's not snowing, stuff like that. Yeah. What if... This is some type of illusion made by Loki. Because we straight up, we straight up killed Balder. We snapped his freaking neck, right? What if he's still dead and this is all an illusion? We think Balder's still alive, but it's an illusion made by Loki, the god of mischief. So you think everything from from meeting Mimir on? Possibly, maybe Mimir's head is actually Loki's head, and now we. This have, is definitely doubling down on the on the Loki need. We have we have we have we legit have a villain strapped to our belt, telling us what to do, and manipulating we, us, and we don't even know it. How that about would be that? Twist. How about that, guys? That's a theory. That's that's a Danganronpa theory right there, baby. <laughs> All right, what do you think, Matt? Uh, I 
I like that one more, but I I definitely like the uh, or I would if I were a betting man, I would bet more on the we don't the reason we don't want Mamir around or the reason the realms don't want Mamir around is because we don't want things to open back up. And anything that helps us do that is bad for whatever the reason is preventing Ragnarok or whatever. Right. Uh, that we don't want to power up all the realms. Yeah. That could be what jump starts Ragnarok. Yeah, opening... just this trailer, whatever we released from Jotunheim. Yep, opening up the bridge to Jotunheim starts Ragnarok. Yeah, starts the Cascade, maybe. Could be, could be. That 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 seems to be like where we're headed. You want you really want Loki, and I you know I keep expecting this end of the realms Ragnarok to hit, or at least be hinted at. Right. I guess if I had an overriding, I don't want to say hope, but hope slash expectation that would be it. And I feel like I feel like yours is definitely Loki themed. I just want Loki in this game. I'm gonna be sorely disappointed if Loki's not in this game. <laughs> I mean, you've got a great villain there. If you're fighting, you know, Norse gods. So, uh, next question, number four. So, Mimir says to take his head to the witch. What's the connection between those two? I mean, I would assume they're both gods. Yeah, although if he didn't know it was Freya. Mimir did. Well, no, he didn't. He said, if I knew that the witch was Freya, I wouldn't have brought you here. Yeah, so that's a weird, you know, bit of a weird flex to know that or expect that the witch can bring you back but not know who it is. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure on that one. Does that imply at all that maybe she was exiled rather than is in hiding? Or has she said clearly that she's in hiding? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. That's a good question, though. Number five. Are there any Greek gods still alive, and will we see any in this game? I would have said no. They were starting over until... I guess you haven't quite got there yet. Until a point just after this recording where I switched my mind and I think definitely we will have some uh we'll have some gods return. Some, some Greek gods, gods return. Gods. Yep. Uh, I'm firmly in the yes camp on that one. Okay. Number six. Why was the witch freaked out by the green arrows that uh that Atreus had in his quiver? Sindri wouldn't have gifted us something bad, would he? Mm. I get the feeling that those those arrows were god killers. Yeah, that could be. I guess my first thought was more along the lines of just trackable in some way. Like maybe every time they get used for whatever purpose that somebody's aware of it and that that would help bring oversight to, you know, wherever Freya might be. Although I don't see why that would have brought any attention to her specifically, but maybe just her association with us and us using the arrows. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, 
he says here, as for the next stopping point, I would suggest completing and returning from Helheim. This should put you about three-fifths of the way through the game with about eight to ten hours left. So have you made it back from Helheim, Matt? Yeah, I think I'm a couple chapters past that. Okay. Let me just take a quick look at the walkthrough here. Yeah, I, I did one chapter past that. Okay. So from where I'm at, getting ready to get a chisel, how far would you say I am? Huh. Well, the, to get to the end of Escape from Helheim is six chapters. So that's you know, that's a good... I mean, they, they are a bit quicker. I, th- I, I might have messaged you, but there's a couple of these ones that go by real fast, like 25, 30 minutes for the chapter. These aren't necessarily full-hour chapters or anything like that. But, yeah, six chapters, maybe maybe six hours. Okay. I think I can do that. I mean, if, any, seven. if anything, see, the thing is we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, we typically record on Thursdays. So this will give me, you know, a week and two days. If I put an hour in a day, which I think I can do, I can do that. It's funny. I play a lot of games like that, an hour a day. But this game, just due to a lot of factors, I've been binge playing where I only play Saturday and Sunday morning. And that's it, like the whole week. That's all I get time to put into it so it's it's very strange to me to even play this way but yeah but those are some great questions and i do appreciate the email yeah um, i'm i'm more intrigued to figure out where this game goes because of the questions like that yeah my question is um i don't know if something happened in um Ascension? Did you play Ascension? Yep. Okay. Um, what happened to Kratos' Blades of Chaos? Uh, you got me. I mean, he had, like, hardcore powered-up weapons at the end of God of War 3. Like, in fact, at one point... Huh. The the blades of chaos were legit chained to his arms to where he could never let it go of them. God of War Ascension is the seventh installment in the series and a prequel to the entire series. Never mind. <laughs> so skip that. So God Go straight of straight from three into this one. Yeah. Never mind. I'm just curious of what happened to the blades that were literally chained to him and he could not drop them. Yep. That's a good question. Put it on the list. Yep. Anyway. um, So, I guess uh, we'll leave it at that. If you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com and uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman, 
Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, I still got a hell of a week coming up. I'm going to be working 68 hours again, but I'm going to do my best to try to put in as much time as I can into God of War. Um, I think I'll do a week of Avengers, a week of God of War, and switch on and off. Um, <laughs> just trying to get through everything. But um, yeah, That's- Man, they, they better hope you don't get sick. No, I do. I come in sick. Work. I have to. That's <laughs> well, there's got to be some limits there, huh? I mean, you can only work so sick. I'm sure that if I were to die tonight, that somebody from my company would just take my body and prop me up there, <laughs> and just be like, "That's a trooper. That's that's good enough, right there." Nothing keeps this guy down. Sixty-eight hours a week, dead or alive. Yep. Now we can now we can do just you know seventy eighty yeah overtime pays dude doesn't care it's quite decreased yeah but uh, we'll figure it out we'll see we'll see what happens hopefully we I'll get some help soon but uh, yeah we're gonna take it off right here uh, until next time I'm Drew and I'm Matt and we're gone I hope you guys have a great week. And we will be back next week with a continuation of God of War.